It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you, everyone. Can you, uh, can you hear me okay here? Today marks three weeks since Nicola Bully, a 45-year-old mother of two, went missing while walking her dog in the Lancashire town of St Michael's on Wire. Uh, very good morning and thank Nobody you your, your can explain what happened to her, and the police uh, say they remain open-minded. Uh, my name is Peter Lawson, and I'm an assistant chief constable here with Lancashire Constabulary. I'm joined to my left by Detective Superintendent Becky Smith. Becky is the Senior Investigating Officer, SIO, in the investigation to find Nicola Bully. On Wednesday, during a packed press conference to update the public, the police acknowledged criticism of their investigation. I'm acutely aware that there continues to be extensive media interest, uh, commentary, speculation and, and indeed some criticism of our police investigation. And it wasn't just media interest. The police made a point of addressing the self-proclaimed private detectives who've descended on the town. You'll no doubt be aware that um, TikTokers have been um, playing their own private detectives and have been in the area. There was a boy that went missing on the same stretch of river but get this, it was exactly the All same thing. All this stuff started to become really, really weird. Now, I am in no way a detective at all, but I wanted to share something about Nicola Billy's Facebook page, which I found quite this interesting. This is weird. Hello. Hello. Hey, hang on. There's marks across the grass there, look. Oh. No, 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 no. Don't think of that. You're thinking too far into it. But there's a glove. Hey, that looks like there's blood on it. A glove has been recovered. That is not believed to be relevant to the investigation. It is not Nicola's, but we have got that in our possession. It was an unusual press conference. If Nicola had left out of the river path and turned right, she has not reached the great pub. Describing the current facts of the case in extraordinary detail. And we can say that because we have CCTV covering both sides of that pavement. So moving on to Nicola's phone. Trying to address every rumour or suspicion or crackpot theory that had been aired on social media. I myself don't find it suspicious that fishermen would be in the area of a river that morning or carrying fishing rods. But For nearly 30 minutes, the police went over every twist of the investigation so far. We've shared more 
detail in this conference than would normally be the case, but uh, intended by doing so that we're able to counter some of the ill-informed speculation and conjecture that has at times distracted the investigation from what ought to have been its priorities. It seemed like the police were rattled, responding to the deluge of TikTok theories around the case. But when the press conference led to even more rumours online, the police responded again later that afternoon with what feels like a huge misstep. Lancashire Police facing a backlash this morning after officers revealed new personal details about the missing mum, Nicola Bully. So who are the DIY detectives who seem to be taking up so much police time? In 29 years police service, I've never seen anything like it. Is it just about clicks and followers, or is there something bigger motivating them? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, the TikTok detectives looking for Nicola Bully. I'm Daryl Morris. I'm a presenter on Times Radio and I host Saturday and Sunday nights from 10 till 1. Daryl, can you just take us back to the morning of January the 27th? So, a fairly normal morning in the life of Nicola Bully and her family. Nicola, who is a mother of two, packed her kids up in the car and her Springer Spaniel, Willow, dropped the kids off at school, as usual, and then drove from her home village in Inskip to the nearby village of St Michael's on Wire, where she took a walk with Willow through some sort of woodland come field come river area. It's sort of a nature area behind some houses off a main road. And there's a few important details, I think, that she had sent an email at about 10 to 9, about 8.53, Hmm. to her employer. At 8.57, she sent a text to one of her friends. They were arranging a play date. And then at just gone nine o'clock, she joined a Microsoft Teams call with her work. She kept her camera and her microphone off. That wasn't unusual. But then that was the last that people knew of what Nicola Bully had done that morning. She was last seen at about ten past nine on the upper field, walking Willow, the dog, off the lead. And then at twenty past nine, just ten minutes later, her phone was found at the bench in the lower field. About half past nine, the call was disconnected by the Microsoft Teams host and a passerby discovered her mobile phone that was still connected to that call, that ended call. Willow was found on his own, near the bench, off his harness, showed no signs of being in the river, showed no signs of real distress and there the search begins. Lancashire police are still searching for a woman who went missing on Mother Friday. Mother disappeared last Friday morning whilst walking her Springer Spaniel by the River Wire in New pictures Lancashire. of Nicola Bully have been released, showing her on the morning of her disappearance. Police searching for the missing uh, girl Nicola Bully are appearing for a potentially key witness who was in the area at the time. Extensive police searches are continuing, uh, but no trace of her has been found. 
when she's spotted as missing, when her phone is found, you know, obviously the police are brought in. What have they been doing since then? I mean, that was three weeks ago. Well, the police's initial search found no evidence of a disturbance. It found no evidence of a third-party involvement. They felt quite confident that they could rule out third-party involvement. The police searched the fields around and they did a what they would describe as a relatively comprehensive search of the fields, try to find something, some stuff, if there was anything that Nicola had left behind or if there was any evidence of a struggle, perhaps, or indeed evidence of Nicola. There are various different exits from that site that she was on that are covered by CCTV. There are two or three that aren't, but they've been covered off, they believe, by dashcam footage that they've been able to piece together. So their working hypothesis became that Nicola simply has to have fallen into the river. The police have used their search teams and divers. And then a few days after, a private search team led by a man called Peter Folding entered the scene as well. They offered their services to Lancashire police for free. And they began searching around the initial area that Nicola, the police believe Nicola may have fallen in and a little bit further up and down the riverbank as well. And he said that after a day, he would be able to conclude whether or not she'd fallen into the river in the initial part that the police think she might have. And he feels fairly confident that she didn't. His search showed nothing. Wow. His search brought no results. His sonar equipment and the time that he'd spent in the river was unable to find Nicola. And this particular river is tidal, so the idea that she will have been swept out to sea without returning back, you know, the way that a tidal river works, yeah. the water comes out and then comes back and then goes out and comes back. So the idea that she will have moved a drastic enough distance to take her out to coast and to be unfindable... Peter wasn't particularly convinced about. But, as we know, this week police shared some personal details about Nicola and what was happening in her life. We won't go into those. But Peter feels that had the police made him aware of those at the time, that could have changed the way that he approached his work. That detail didn't necessarily need to be released to the public, but it would have been useful if we had been given that information on the day as trusted search experts, bear, bearing in mind we were being tasked by the police search advisor and given areas of water to search. If we'd known on the day, we would have kept it quiet, we wouldn't have told the media, but it would have assisted us. Look, I think this is really complicated as well, because the police have been under a huge amount of pressure with this case from the very start, really especially since the police released their working hypothesis of the fact that they believed that Nicola was in the river. Because that was challenged. That was challenged by the family, by friends, by onlookers, by people across the country and, you know, ordinary people. And even Peter himself questioned that hypothesis. The police have felt under a huge amount of pressure about which details they do and don't release that they have at their disposal. And I think what we're probably seeing here is a bit of an overcorrection on that. And I think that's probably a result of the fact that everybody's got a theory on this, whether you share them online or not. Tell us a bit about that, because this case has been unusual in many ways. You know, the, the extraordinary mystery of what happened to Nicola on that morning, but also in the response to it. I think there's a few elements to that, isn't there? It's a genuine mystery. People want answers to what's happened. There's also a, a subplot to this story, and this story becoming the scene of a recently growing trend of TikTok sleuths and amateur online detectives, people who dig around mysteries, murders, disappearances, crimes, 
and dig around online and share videos with their own findings and their own theories. It's become kind of an industry. Just tell us a bit about that world, because this is something that you've been looking into for a while. Yeah, I've been following the story of of this boom in TikTok detectives for a, a couple of months now. Some of them sleuthing and commenting on cases from afar. Other people turning up at the scenes of crimes and disappearances. And it seems to me that there was, in this case, a coalescence of quite a few big themes of our age in this story. The power of the algorithm, the power of these tech platforms, Mm. the cultural and social changes that have altered community and what community means and our sense of belonging in the world, and our human response to both of those things. To be honest, I was also keen to spend some time with people who are clearly quite complicated and challenging characters. Everybody has decided what they think of them. The comments on their videos are full of, uh, well, they fall into two camps, really, actually. People who are either disgusted by them or cheering them on. There is no real in-between. But I felt there was probably a more complex story to dig into here. And I wanted to know what the human motivation was for the people who decide to arrive at the scene of a disappearance. I mean, tell me a bit about that, because you went down and and visited the scene yourself. I mean, firstly, what was it like arriving in that village? Yeah, it was kind of odd and quite eerie. There was a tense quiet, I think it's probably fair to say, across the village. And I parked up by some nearby houses and walked through up towards the scene of the bench and the path. Is it open for anyone to go and to go and see it? It's not cordoned off or anything like that? Yeah, so this is a big part of the story, I think, is that Initially, the police didn't coordinate off, and then they did coordinate off. And now, because this isn't technically a criminal investigation, because the police haven't found any reason to suspect a third party or criminal activity, I think there are probably various technicalities that I'm not across here. But as far as I'm aware, I'm not sure that they can just keep this place closed off. And so, yeah, it is open. It's open to the public. Anybody can go, sit on the bench, look around the scene of her disappearance, and you could go right up to the riverbank, you could go right up to the side of the river, and you could watch as the divers searched in the river for Nicola. So it's an open scene. As I arrived, there was a bank of journalists and cameras who were up on that path, who were following the search boats. And I went up to one of those journalists, and I said to him, could you give me a sense of where I can find some of these so-called vigilantes? I said, I'm here to try to speak to some of these TikTok sleuths and amateur detectives and try to understand why people descend on the scene of a disappearance. And he pointed towards another group of young women and says, you want to speak to those people, young women with bobble hats and gloves and Costa coffee mugs. And he says, you want to speak to those people, the grief junkies. Grief junkies. Hiya. Can I borrow you just a sec? Oh, sorry. I'll try. I should have put my wellies on, shouldn't I? So I approached them. That, that term really stuck with me, actually, grief junkies. And, um, and I approached them and I spoke to them. I'm Daryl uh, from The Times, from Times Radio. Are you from around here? We're from Preston. From Preston, nearby. Yeah. And I asked them why they were here. What, what's brought you here? Just to have a look, really. Just to have a walk around. Don't know. It's just it's so close to home, isn't it? Obviously, I've got kids myself, so it's like... Yeah. Just want to do our bit, so I'll come and have a look. I was speaking to somebody earlier on who said that... Um, who referred to people coming down as grief junkies. 
people who are getting a kick out of, out of being here. What would you say to that? What a nonsense. Where are there? It's hard to not, it's hard to not, like I say, when you've got kids yourself, it's hard to not want to know what's going on, what to, you know, to try and help. Like, you know, these guys come up for free to try and help, so what, you know, we're only doing the same thing, really, by, you know, having all these other sets of eyes, so... You feel the same? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. They said Peter Folding, who's the private investigator, has offered his time for free... He's come up here. What's the difference? Why can't we come and offer an extra pair of eyes? What's the use of sitting at home doing nothing when we can be here, you know, looking? Definitely. We've all got eyes, haven't we? We can all look. One of them, pointing up to the bank of journalists and cameras who were following the search boat, said, are all those people grief junkies too? It's one of the same, isn't it, really? That's a very good question, isn't it? Well, it's only the same. Just because we're public, <laughs> you know. I mean, she is right, isn't she, in a sense? My piece that I was working on will be listened to by editors and lawyers. There is also a clear public interest element here, isn't there? In this story being documented by journalists who are trained, who are regulated by print and broadcast regulators and having the police held to account. So I think in that respect, it's clearly not the same. But the accusation that we can all occasionally be so-called grief junkies, I mean, maybe that is an accusation that does have an element of truth in it. Tell us a bit about some of the other people you met there, because they weren't all looking around for clues, you know, quietly with a cup of coffee. You know, some were actually filming. Yeah, so I found a guy called Dan Duffy filming videos on his phone, chatting to other passers-by about his theories. And as I got to chatting to him, I realised that he was one of the most prolific TikTok sleuths of the Nicola Bully case. He was kind of exactly the person that I wanted to find. And you found him literally mid-TikTok video. Yeah, exactly, yeah, mid-content creation, I guess. And you're filming me now. Uh, yeah, I am. I am filming. I'm just getting some little clips uh, for TikTok. So everyone say hi to what's your name? My name's Daryl Morris. Daryl, everyone say hi to Daryl Mo- uh, Morris from, from the Times Radio. Times Radio. Yeah. Uh, massive shout out to this. Guy. His videos of okay. rummaging through these bushes yeah, and sometimes in people's gardens have clocked up millions of views. He has a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. He has two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. And his videos have been one of the main sources that have been feeding this industry of speculation online around this case. I'm in search of this lady. I want some answers, you know. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going around on the internet, so I'm just trying to find some answers, guys. And there's quite a lot of people out today uh, doing the search. Just normal members of the public, police. You've got the sonar out. Everyone's here today. And so what will you do with that? Uh, I'll upload it so everyone can see so it's like behind the scenes stuff you do get criticism of some people saying oh why are you uploading it it's like well why is the news presenters here why is there people like yourself here I'm just I'm just doing I'm just doing what you're doing we're all the same his actions have been condemned by the police they've been condemned by Nicola's family and they've been condemned not necessarily him specifically but his action you know the type of people that are doing what he is doing have been condemned for harassing the villagers as well some people might say, Danny, that you're enjoying this a bit too much. Mm. 
that you're the thrill of the chase, the that you're not a detective, you're not a investigator. Yeah. That's their job. Mm. And that you're enjoying the thrill of the chase a bit too much. Uh, if that's the case, then everyone who's here now watching the guys on the boat are enjoying it too. Maybe. You know, uh, I wouldn't say I'd, in, I'd enjoying it, but it would be nice to discover this lady, you know, and, and be the guy you, like, the guy known as the hero who discovered the leader. And that's what I've been trying to do, but... Really? You want you wanted to be the guy that found her? Yeah, like a hero sort of thing, like, wow, you know, someone's actually found her. If someone has got a captive or something like that, you know, save her. Just like a hero, you know? Real-life superhero. <laughs> you want to be the superhero? Yeah. That was ringing around my head for a while, actually. The idea that he, I think, clearly saw what he was doing as genuinely helpful, but also that he wanted to put himself at the centre of this story as the guy who solved it. That, I mean, that feels odd. What yeah. was his reason for being drawn to it? Yeah, well, I asked him that as well. Is, there, is it possible that there's something in your life that has meant that you've been perhaps seeking the validation that this... Yeah, uh, in 2011, my sister passed away. And still to this day, it's an open verdict. No one knows how she died. And um, when stuff like this comes up, it does push me to, you know, try and get some answers because I'm still looking for answers with my sister too. Can I um, throw a bit of amateur psychoanalysis yeah. at you? Yeah. Is there perhaps a possibility that you're seeking to find something here because you're still seeking closure? You're still seeking some closure in your life. Does that make sense? Would that be fair to say? Probably. Could be. Yeah. Could be, yeah. So Danny is clearly a complicated guy and clearly a complex character. But there is obviously a fine line when it comes to TikTok sleuthing itself between it being just a bit unhelpful and genuinely harmful. And the day after we met, Danny found that line. Coming up. Can you step back then, please? No, you stand back. Don't ever go to put your hand on me again. Are you here? I didn't put your hand on you. Yeah, you did. You tried putting your hand on me. You're lucky I didn't sweep you off your feet. But first. Hello, I'm Valentine Lowe. I'm the Royal Correspondent of The Times. That means I write about everything from the future of the monarchy to the latest comings and goings with Harry and Meghan. Who's in, who's out, and more importantly, what it all means. We can only do this thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Daryl, the day after you spoke to Danny, something happened to him. Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Danny got into a confrontation outside a house across the river. This house across the river has become a real focal point for people's online speculation. Danny himself has been there on numerous occasions. The other thing that he does on his TikTok account is search for abandoned places, right? So he likes to kind of search through abandoned places to try to find mysteries within them. And Danny suspected this house was abandoned. I think it turns out that it actually isn't, that there is somebody there. He's been there two or three times, Danny. He knows that he'd seen a light on. He knows that somebody was in the house or around the house and kept going back. So there was a confrontation. Somebody came out. Danny was live on TikTok at the time. Can you step back then, please? No, you stand back. Don't ever go to put your hand on me again. Are you here? I didn't put your hand on you. Yeah, you did. You tried putting your hand on me. You're lucky I didn't sweep you off your feet. Live on TikTok, mate. All the sweat you your lives on. Keep your lives. Try and attack me, this guy. Some people were referred to as suspects and Danny's TikTok account was suspended. Wow. What did TikTok say about why they'd suspended his account? Well, TikTok confirmed that they had removed Danny's account for what they described as multiple violations. And they said, we do not tolerate bullying or harassment on our platform Hmm. and we remove content that violates our policies and we'll continue to take action where necessary. I spoke to Danny about this. I called him later in the week. Hello? Hey, is that Danny? Uh, Who's that? It's uh, Daryl Morris here. Oh, are you? Are you all right, pal? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm alright, just uh, got up, just chilling with my daughter. I just wanted to pick up on some stuff, if that's alright. Yeah. I'm, I'm he said that it was all a misunderstanding, that he wasn't the one who'd called him a suspect, that he was just having a bit of fun. It, it, it wasn't me what was saying the things, it was the other people, when I've posted the video, obviously, people have been saying this, this guy's a suspect, and, that's, and I thought, you know what, I'll just have a bit of a laugh. But that, But that obviously isn't going to be a laugh to that person if they end up having their life ruined because they get suspected of something that they didn't do. That, that guy, the way, the way he, he, he approached us, though, was like banged out of order, you know what I mean? Like, Do you, do you think that, that... Do you think, though, that you did perhaps a little bit step over the mark? Uh, no. Well, what I've been doing, is, um, you know, is, is helping, but I think, like, um, the newspaper, some of the newspapers and that are, like making it look really, really bad. Do you think you're going to carry on with this? Uh, no. 
I just don't want to anger any more people in the village or anything like that. So I don't think it would be fair because walking around with torches at night and stuff, people are just getting scared. So I don't think it's fair on the people in the village. So that's why I've, I've chosen to back off. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to still, still search for the woman and stuff like that, but it's best just to leave it to the professionals. It turns out that wasn't true. Later that day, Danny did return to the scene and he was arrested, detained by the police on a public order notice. Lancashire Constabulary released a statement saying that a 36-year-old from Darwin was arrested under Section 4 of the Public Order Act, fear, provocation of violence, and he was given a fixed penalty notice of £90. And of course, Danny filmed it all, even that was content, and posted it to his YouTube page. And Daryl, since then, what's happened to the other online sleuths? Are they still going? Yeah, the industry around the Nicola Bully case on TikTok continues apace. I cannot open my TikTok app. I don't do hugely regularly, but, um, but when I do, I am bombarded with videos, with people's theories, with things that people have found online, with things that people have found rummaging through bushes with maps, with companies' house records, with all sorts of different hypotheses. It comes at you like a steam train. Once you've entered this realm, the algorithm, as powerful as it is, keeps throwing these things at you. And I have to say, they become very compelling. It's hard not to get lost down the rabbit hole yourself. You have to show quite a bit of resistance. You have to battle back against the power of the algorithm. Since last week... And the search moving to the sea, things have dispersed slightly. The police actually did have a dispersal order in place for a period of 48 hours. That's now been lifted so that they were able to move people on if they felt that they were being a nuisance or they felt that they were being unhelpful. Since the search has moved, the attention has moved. That, that Around that bench is no longer the central scene of this story. And so things have become a little bit more fractured. But the sharing of theories and hypotheses that continues apace online. There are lots of complicated reasons that people feel drawn to the scene of a disappearance. For the women that I spoke to, for example, you know, it was probably an emotional connection. They were mothers, daughters. They were from the area. They were probably being motivated a little bit by what they'd seen online and the true crime genre. And this idea that, you know, being a grief junkie is just what we all sign up to in some capacity. I also spoke to one man who'd lost four grandchildren in a house fire. I've had a tragic loss myself in the past. Have you? Two, ten years ago, yeah. Can I ask what? Yeah, four kids got called in a fire. Uh, your, your children? Grandchildren. Grandchildren. So I, I just like I, I've been through this myself. Uh, he set fire to wardrobe and he shut the door behind him, and he, he made sure that they, they won't be able to get it, get out. And he, he, yeah, then he went downstairs shouting fire, and it was too late. Then the, the eldest grandson who died in the fight, the three kids in the bedroom. This is at night. This uh, at half past eleven at night. Yeah. Yeah, so three, three died in, in, in the bedroom. 
my eldest one, when he's out to fire down, he went upstairs trying to rescue him. Well, he died. Uh, the two, they all died smoking in inhalation. Yeah. So I have been through it myself. I know I feel, you know, about Nicola's family. That was a conversation that stopped me in my tracks, really. At that point, of course, I was looking yeah. for these TikTok sleuths and vigilantes and so-called grief junkies. And when I met him, it was clear that for him, it was his own very real experience of grief that had drawn him to the scene of somebody else's, really. Grief drawn to grief. God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm. Is there a part of being here that helps? Well, well uh, you know, I'm just seeing if I can see the family and, you know, shall show my uh, sympathy to to him, you know. So I just thought that I'll come down here. I'm not... Uh, is any of the family here? Um, I think there was some family up there, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's the reason, you know, I've, I've come up here. So it's not that they're grief junkies and that, you know, they want to go and wallow in somebody else's grief. It's almost as if they're still looking for a resolution to their own. Yeah, and I think to a degree, I think that takes us to Danny as well, who is clearly much more complicated than that case. That was clearly a man who had suffered his own grief, who felt compelled to come to the scene of somebody else's because he wanted to offer some solidarity and support. Mm. Danny is much more complicated, but it's clear that he was looking for some closure in his own life, as well as, I think, a sense of purpose and belonging. And it's probably true to say that he was enjoying the thrill of the chase, uh, his videos were getting millions of views, hundreds of thousands of likes, tens of thousands of comments across them. That will be causing an irresistible dopamine response. That'll tug on all the right parts of his brain. That will drive him to continue, even if his better judgment tells him to stop. And it kind of makes you think, what chance do we have in a bout like that between human and machine? I want to be a part of something. That's probably a little bit of me, why I'm here, because I want to be a part of something, you know, I want to maybe, want to be a bit recognised, even being honest, yeah. be nice to be, like, recognised maybe as doing something good, yeah, trying to bring some closure to someone or try and uncover something. Do you feel, you feel like you're, you're not part of something there? Eh, uh, I feel like I'm a number, you know, like a sheep, a lost sheep, something like that, yeah. things are shifting. Many of the foundations that have been the centre of our lives have been uprooted over the last couple of decades, particularly, I guess, since the pandemic. Changes in technology, work, sense of community, we've fractured into silos, and that has left a lot of people seeking a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. And I think that we're seeing that theme in quite a lot of these extreme sorts of behaviours. Because that search for that sense of purpose and belonging can take people to extreme places, either extreme ideologies or extreme behaviours like this one. And I think that's why this is really important. I think it's really important that we understand what motivates people like Danny and listen to each other and exercise curiosity and compassion. That doesn't necessarily have to be an endorsement of what they do. As I say, it's clearly very harmful. But I do think that behind this trend, as damaging as it is, lies something human. 
You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, Times Radio presenter, Daryl Morris. You can catch Daryl's show on Times Radio on Saturday and Sunday nights from 10pm until 1 in the morning. This episode was produced by Taryn Siegel, Ed Drummond and Daryl Morris. The executive producer today was James Shield and sound design was by Guy Chase. If you can, please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.